again from the Granite State. My name is Gary, and this is the Restoring Main Street Podcast. As always, thank you for joining me. It's only been a couple of days. Uh, I imagine I've shocked a few of you by producing another uh, podcast in such a short time period. But uh, my goal for 2022 is to do a better job um, of producing material than I did last year. And um, you can be the judge of, of whether I achieved that or not. But uh, anyway, that's my goal. So like I've stated in previous podcasts, um, trying to, you know, outline some information and things that I think would be useful for you uh, with that in mind. Um, the first thing that that I thought of um, was just putting together some things that could unify us, things that um, we would consider or, or at least what we used to consider common ground. And my hope and prayer is that when I'm finished with uh, some of these podcasts, you would see that um, central theme and recognize those things once again, um, regardless of what social media and what you see on TV, um, the spirit of the age tries to tell you I think we all recognize that we have much more in common uh, than we don't, or than we do not, or I don't know how else you would phrase that, but they would have us believe that we are actually divided and uh, irreconcilable in some of these things. I, um, I for one, uh, don't believe that. So what do I share? What do I talk about? Well, um, like I said, in order to recognize some of those common bonds, I think a good starting place would be to talk about uh, the Constitution and specifically the Bill of Rights. So what I want to do tonight is I'm going to read down through the Bill of Rights and the preamble to the Bill of Rights, but I'm also going to... um, in a lot of those cases, share with you some questions about things that are occurring now and um, whether you feel that we are honoring the Bill of Rights uh, in today's society. Uh, I'm hoping that I'm going to make some people a little bit more aware and cause you to maybe consider grabbing a copy of our Bill of Rights if you don't have one uh, presently. because if you're not aware of what your rights are, they can certainly be stolen. And uh, I would argue at this point that uh, most of our Bill of Rights are being violated on a regular basis. So with that in mind, I say we uh, start the program. go so like I said um, the easiest thing the easiest way for me to go through this is um, I've got uh, my copy that uh, I like I said you can find these on Amazon and they're not all that expensive if um, you're of the same mindset and I'm hoping that you are perhaps you would consider going online and purchasing a few of these for yourself Uh, not so much to hand out to people that 
are of the same mindset that you are, although, you know, they might need to or would like to have a copy. I'm thinking of perhaps those individuals that might be right on the border. Maybe you don't always agree with um, every topic that you could possibly discuss, but if they're reasonable people, um, perhaps they could benefit from having a copy. I mean, one of the honest questions that you can ask someone to know if you're going to have a civil conversation about anything like this is that very question itself. Do you believe and agree with the Bill of Rights? And if you can get a yes from them, chances are you can have a civil conversation because you've got some common ground to talk about. So something to consider, something I encourage you to do. And like I said, to start out, I'm going to just um, read the preamble uh, to the Bill of Rights and then go down through the Bill of Rights. Um, and you know how well I do with some of these things. I pray I don't um, look too human or stumble too often, but um, we'll see how this goes. All right. So like I said, this is the preamble to the Bill of Rights. Uh, the conventions of a number of states, having at the time of their adopting the Constitution, expressed a desire in order to prevent misconstruction or abuse of its power that further uh, declaratory and restrictive clauses should be added. And as extending the grounds, the ground of public uh, confidence in the government will best ensure the, the beneficent ends of its institution. Resolved by the states and the House of Representatives, excuse me, resolved by the Senate and the House of Representatives of the United States of America, in Congress assembled, two-thirds of both houses concurred that the following articles be proposed to the legis legislatures of several states as amendments to the Constitution of the United States, all or any of which articles, when ratified by three-fourths of said legislatures, to be valid to all intents and purposes as part of the said Constitution. Articles in addition to and amendments of the Constitution of the United States of America proposed by Congress and ratified by the legislatures of several states pursuant to the fifth article of the original Constitution. And um, at that particular time, the Speaker of the House of Representatives was Frederick Augustus Muhlenberg and John Adams was vice president of the U.S. Senate. So this conversation started uh, with our Congress uh, about uh, amending the Constitution and, and further putting in place um, certain checks and balances that they wanted to make sure uh, that the government was not able to misuse its given power. Um, what we agreed to as a people and what our founding fathers recognized was that uh, the people were in charge. It's we the people. It's our government. And we were bestowing upon them 
a portion of those rights, not all, a portion of those rights in order for them to legislate, to protect uh, the safety of this country and its citizens. And um, that's all that it was intended to do. So we just, we just finished fighting a revolutionary war against England uh, in order to remove something that resembled a monarchy or a king. So in moving forward, the founding fathers were very, very keen and intent on spreading out, putting checks and balances in place that would restrict government's ability to move back to anything that even resembled that um, kings or lords or, you know, a monarchy. So that was the, you know, original intent of these amendments. These are basically things that the government cannot do that basically secures rights for us, the people, and um, keep, further keeps them in check. And this was... Um, this was done. They sat down on September 25th, 1789 to actually start discussing this. And just to give you an idea, um, there was a lot of discussion, debate. It took a while um, for even these amendments to be ratified. And actually, there was, there was originally 12 that um, first went to the Congress to discuss, and um, two of those got tossed, and the first 10 were actually adopted, and it, the, the Bill of Rights was not ratified until December 15th of 1791, so you're not talking about um, some casual conversation. Again, like the Constitution, a lot of thought and effort went into this with the intent, like I said, of setting another set of checks and balances to protect us, to protect our freedoms. So, let's, um, excuse me, let's start off with the First Amendment and um, see if some of this sounds familiar to you. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, or abridging the freedom of speech, or of the press, or the right of the people to peaceably, uh, peaceably to assemble, and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. So starting off there, um, I'm alleging at this point, and I think uh, many of you might agree with me, that um, all, if not a good portion, of these Bill of Rights are being violated on a regular basis now. When I talk about um, this First Amendment, one of the first things that comes to mind is um, social media and, the, and free speech. And I say that uh, because the argument that will come up is that, well, these are private companies and they're offering their services for free. So um, if you get anything for free, um, let me just suggest that uh, you're paying in another way. You may, may not be paying cash, but in this case, it was your information and data that they saw valuable. 
but in the, the uh, instituting of uh, Section 230, free speech was supposed to be protected. Basically, it's um, allowing all these platforms to allow us to speak freely and not have them somehow um, be sued or held responsible for our opinions or the things that we post. So um, just in free speech, I would say that's being violated on a regular basis. Now they are, they are definitely not uh, purveyors of um, the new town square. They are, they are definitely publishers. So there's violations there. I can think of plenty of um, violations when it comes to the free exercise of religion. Uh, if nothing else, if you are anything but a Christian at this point, all of those particular religions or beliefs are held up and supported. But if you're a Christian, I, you find yourself under attack on a regular basis which is um, amazing to me, seeing that this country was founded under Judeo-Christian values. But, um, hey, let's move on. Second Amendment. A well-regulated militia being necessary to secure, to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Now, this has been a debate for I don't know how long, um, and I'm, that's an understatement on my part. And, you know, you stop and think about that. This is, this is, this is a right that is given to us, um, not by men, but it's a recognized right, and our founding fathers recognized this. This is a right given to us by God. We're allowed to protect ourselves and our family. And that's what the right to bear arms actually means. They talk about a well-regulated militia. Well, at the time, it's not like we had a standing army. So in understanding that everybody had the right to protect themselves, every citizen of the United States was considered part of the militia. And modern-day America, none of that has changed. You have a right to protect your life and that of your families if you feel threatened. Third Amendment. No soldier shall, in time of peace, be quartered in any houses without the consent, consent of the owner, nor in time of war, but in a manner to be prescribed by law. At this particular time, I, I don't see um, violations in the obvious way. I, you, you don't see members of the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines um, quartering themselves in private homes. But what you do see, thanks to um, the Patriot Act, thanks to big tech, um, you do see us being uh, monitored as far as our speech and our activities. I think about, um, I, I did a podcast back the, the middle of this year, this past year, talking about ICOP, which is part of the United States Postal Service 
their surveillance uh, arm of that particular uh, part of the government watching social media to see what it is that you're saying to make sure that um, you know you're not planning any uprisings anytime soon so you may not be quartering physical soldiers but Uncle Sam is certainly watching and monitoring what you're doing the Fourth Amendment the right of the people to be secure in their persons houses papers and effects against unreasonable search and seizure shall not be violated and no warrant shall issue but upon probable cause supported by oath or affirmation and particularly described the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized now do we see this um, violated in any way um, I would say yes again we we think back to the the Patriot Act which um, allowed FISA courts to come into being where you know the um, obtaining you know of a, of a warrant is uh, a whole lot more lax and all they have to do is suggest that it's um, for the safety domestic safety of the country civil asset forfeiture you know that's where the government can basically come in and um, take something that is does not belong to them I, a story um, I'm reminded of a story can't remember the exact details other than the fact that uh, a young lady was traveling uh, across country and had a large sum of um, money in her carry-on bag and I believe this was in uh, Dallas Texas recently and um, a dog was used and happened to s sniff out this this um, large pile of money well um, th the last time I checked carrying around a large sum of money although maybe a bit strange it's not illegal so between government monitoring and seizing assets and and this poor poor woman still has not as far as i know and i haven't checked the story to see if there's an update but uh, the money has not been returned to her nor has she been charged with anything so i'd say um, yeah violation um, violation again here when we talk about the Fourth Amendment the Fifth Amendment no person shall be held to answer for a capital or otherwise infamous crime unless on uh, presentment of indictment of a grand jury except in cases arising in the land or uh, naval forces or in the militia when in actual service in time of war or public danger nor shall any person be subject to the same offenses to be twice put into jeopardy of life or limb nor shall be compelled in any criminal case to be a witness against himself nor be um, deprived the life liberty or property without due process of law 
nor shall private property be taken for public use without just compensation. Has any of that been violated in recent times? Um, I can't give you an exact instance, but I know as, as far as um, due process, uh, all I can think of is January 6th detainees. There's a lot of issues, I think, there. Let's talk about the Sixth Amendment. In all uh, criminal prosecutions, the accused shall, shall enjoy the right to a speedy and public trial by an impartial jury of the state and district within the crime shall, um, within the crime shall have been committed. Which district shall have been uh, previously ascertained by law and be informed of the nature of and cause of the accusation to be confronted with witnesses against him to have compulsory uh, process for obtaining witnesses in his favor and to have the assistance of counsel for his defense. I'd say this one, uh, the January 6th detainees have, have definitely had their rights violated. Many were held for the longest time um, without being charged with anything. They were denied access to counsel to discuss these things and um, formulate a plan to um, get them out of incarceration. My argument, my own personal opinion, is this was done as a political stunt where most of the uh, people arrested, not all, there were definitely some that um, deserved to be arrested for their actions. Excuse me. But a good majority of them, like I said, were, were held without being charged with anything. And that was to make a statement. Uh, in my opinion, um, that was an extreme set of uh, circumstances that definitely violated their personal rights. Seventh Amendment. In suits of common law, where the value is uh, controversy shall exceed $20, the right to trial by jury shall be preserved and no fact tried by a jury shall be otherwise re-examined in any court of the United States than according to the rules of common law. I don't have anything for this, but I'm sure if I went digging long enough um, and could find somebody with uh, maybe uh, better abilities than my own, like I've said before, I am not a professional here, but um, I bet we could find in some case that uh, that, that had been violated as well. The Eighth Amendment. Excessive bail shall not be required, nor excessive fines imposed, nor cruel and unusual punishment inflicted. Again, you know, it's, this is, 
This is way too easy, I guess, but I go back to the January 6th detainees. Like I said, there was a handful of them that um, deserved incarceration, um, but there was a majority, like I said, that were, that were held as a way to just send a message to we the people, the masses that, um, and like, again, this is, this is my opinion that uh, don't think about trying something like that again. And I don't think it was all uh, revolving around what happened at the Capitol. I think the amount of people that they saw in response to this that were just peaceably gathering, they wanted to send a message to that caused you to think twice to even consider doing something like that again. And ask yourself, have you seen any gatherings or protests or anything of that nature in Washington of that magnitude recently? I know there was um, talk about one occurring, and um, when the time came, that pretty much fizzled out, so... I think it's it's obviously unfortunately had effect for uh, for those of us that would like to be able to protest, you know, like I said, and, and share our grievances publicly in a peaceable way. So yeah, I'd say that's been violated as well. Ninth Amendment. The enumeration in the Constitution of certain rights should not be construed or denied or disparaged others retained by the people. And I, this is my own interpretation. Um, and if somebody else has a better understanding, you can certainly reach out. I think what this is suggesting, no, no matter what um, or how these amendments are numbered, they are all of equal weight that you cannot use one amendment against the other. Um, they are in number for the sake of, of um, you know, traceability, understanding, segmenting out the different amendments to the Constitution, but um, none of which are, are, any of these are supposed to be used to uh, be construed to deny or disparage others uh, retained by the people any amendment. So they're all uh, of equal um, standing. And then the Tenth Amendment. The powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to the states, respectively, or to the people. So where do you see that particular amendment ignored. Well, government was supposed to have limited powers. That's why our founding fathers put in so many checks and balances. Government has definitely overreached in so many areas. It's, um, <laughs> if I was to make a list, that would that would take me an extremely long time, use up a lot of paper, and um, I don't think it's necessary. <laughs> I think all of you understand that government is definitely 
um, expanded even from what I can remember years ago as um, a late teen or, or being in my early 20s. More and more power has been given to government um, than was originally intended. And if you want a better explanation of that and what government should be allowed uh, to do or, or what their powers are, go to the Constitution and look for Article 1, Section 8. And that spells out each branch of government, uh, including Congress, and explains what their duties are and their limitations. So anything that is not covered there in Article 1, Section 8, those rights are reserved with the people and are given back to the states. So yes, that's being violated as well. So the idea tonight uh, in reading down through the Bill of Rights and sharing that with you um, to the best of my abilities uh, is just to lay out and explain and get you to um, think about our, our commonalities, our common bonds, the things that should unite us. And talking about the Bill of Rights and understanding them is something very, very important. Each citizen in this country should have a good understanding of those rights. Um, if you don't understand them, if you're not aware of them, you will lose them. They will be violated. And I would argue at this particular um, point in time in this country, they are being uh, run roughshod over on a regular basis. So, when I talk about this podcast, when I talk about um, my Restoring Main Street page on Facebook, some of the things that um, I look to achieve or some of my goals or um, the ideals that, that I try to uh, present as much as I possibly can um, is to share information. That's the first thing when it comes to uh, what it is I'm trying to do here. And the idea is that uh, depending on what outlets you listen to, something I say or share, you may or may not have heard before. So what I'm hoping is that um, if because of some um, media person's personality or their perceived personality or who they are, if you don't listen to them, if you don't read certain articles or certain publications, that perhaps if I'm the messenger, if I share that information, perhaps you would drop your bias for a period of time and see the commonality in what I'm trying to, to discuss or share with you. And you don't always have to agree with me. You know, that's, that's the thing that we've gotten away from in this country is I believe for the most part, mo uh, a majority of us still agree on many of the, the principles and ideals that we used to found this country. 
And if we sat and we just discussed, if we could agree that, that okay, you know, as a starting point, yes, I, I agree with what is suggested in the Bill of Rights. I can agree on that. That we could sit down and have civil discussions about anything. And we used to be able to do that. Excuse me. That's, that's still beyond necessary. If this republic is to survive, if the things that we um, recognize, the, the principles that I, that I would like to promote through Starring Main Street, the, um, the ideals and the restoring of what I envision of small town values that I remember from my community, from here in Rochester, I deeply believe that a majority of Mer America still sees and believes in those things and, and we could have civil discussions today, but it's the spirit of the age. It's media in general divisive uh, individuals in power out there that oftentimes will pit neighbor against neighbor and try to convince you that you have nothing in common with the man standing next to you or the man or woman or family that lives next to you. And I, without a doubt, believe that's a lie. So those are the things that I try to talk about, the reason I bring up these topics, the reason I'm going to try to present more topics in the days and weeks to come, things that would um, cause you to think, to see the commonality that, that we all share, and perhaps you know refresh uh, in some minds um, the ideals and principles, like I said, that, that we do share. And it's in the hope that we can, we can again have those conversations and have them on a regular basis and that we can preserve what it is that we uh, love about this country and not see it uh, lost or taken away from us um, just because some bureaucrat or some media mogul or some elitist thinks that we're not smart enough to have these conversations on our own, that we are not capable um, to live side by side and have civil discourse, but still shake hands and recognize each other as friends. So that's, that's the basis for this. That's why, uh, that's why uh, um, I decided to talk about the, the uh, Bill of Rights tonight. And um, what I'd like to do now, actually, is shift gears again, uh, like I have been the last few weeks, and uh, talk about my friends from uh, metalheadsrock.com. Uh, these are a great, uh, they're a great couple. Uh, they have, like I said, a 
brick-and-mortar presence at the Lilac Mall here in Rochester, but they also have this website here, uh, metalheadsrock.com. And if you remember the headbanging days, if you can appreciate classic rock and those things and would like to have a T-shirt or some jewelry or a mug or um, some wall hanging uh, from their metal shop to, to hang in your home, um, visit my friends at metalheadsrock.com uh, and take a look at all they offer. Uh, you will be pleasant, pleasantly surprised. And um, if you do uh, reach out and, and purchase something from their website, uh, tell them that Gary from Restoring Main Street sent you. And um, also this week, I've been meaning to do this um, for some time actually the past two or three podcasts but um uh in preparation and due to my um how shall i put this gently my memory or lack thereof uh, i failed to share this this is one of um restoring main street's biggest supporters here locally this is uh coffee news rochester on facebook and i will post uh, like I have been in the last few weeks I will post my notes down in the comment section underneath the podcasts uh, in all the platforms where I share this and um, these particular individuals my friend um, Gene Valley has been uh, supporting me for quite a while allowing me to um, send him links to the podcast and he's posting it on his page here at, uh, on Facebook so I would encourage you to go check out uh, Coffee News Rochester uh, especially if you're uh, a local resident of the area and um, take in all that that particular page has to offer. But um, I've been promising Gene that I would, I would mention his page um, because he is certainly doing things to uh, boost what it is that I'm doing. So there you go, Gene. Finally remembered to do that, and um, we'll do that on a, on a regular basis so that um, uh, just want people to realize I, I am thankful for the support that I get. And as a reminder, you can find Restoring Main Street, this podcast, on YouTube, Rumble, Gab TV, and BitChute. I post a link uh, to the YouTube posting on my Restoring Main Street page on Facebook. I also have a presence, Restoring Main Street, on MeWe, uh, Gab, and Getter. And you can listen to us if you um, are tired of looking at this face, which I can certainly understand. <laughs> you can listen to the podcast on Anchor FM, Breaker, Google Podcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Spotify. And... Um, as a way to showing of showing support, I would really appreciate if you would reach out, comment, follow, like, um, hit the notifications button, uh, or as I've heard other people suggest, smash that notification button, write a five-star review. All of those things, if you would, if you would do those, um, would help elevate the podcast. Share it with a friend. Honestly. Um, 
Because I have certain opinions, I know Facebook um, does not necessarily, their algorithms do not necessarily favor what it is that I talk about. And I refuse to pay them um, to share my content because I know that they are still restricting me. Um, it's evident with the response that I get uh, when I when I do post, and I'm just I'm not going to share my hard-earned dollars to advertise with Facebook if they're going to restrict my outreach, and I know that that's the case. So if you would share this podcast with friends, uh, family, um, that would be much appreciated. Also. Uh, as you see at the beginning of this podcast, I uh, share with you uh, a book of poetry that I wrote that you can find uh, on Amazon and at Barnes and & Noble, and um, uh, you can get digital copies on iTunes. The North Country Chronicles, Poetry and Prose from the Granite State. Um, I would appreciate if you would consider purchasing a copy for yourself, for, uh, for a friend, if you're into poetry that covers a wide spect uh, spectrum of topics. Um, my book certainly does that. So, in um, reaching the end of the podcast, uh, I would like to remind you, as I always do, of certain uh, ideals and things that um, I hold dear and important, and that that's being God, freedom, and family. Because I truly believe if we lose the first two, uh, that our families are truly doomed. So once again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. And um, until next time, God bless.